Happy 2020. It is Urgent Care. I'm Joel Kim Booster. I'm Meechir Johari, bravely. And we're here to help you. Do our best. Do our best. Our absolute best. Again, it's a new year. I think we should re-remind everyone tuning in for the first time that we are not experts. Uh, barely made it out of school. I barely made well, it out of school. You did it. I did not make it out of school. So you don't so, even have a bachelor's degree in theater like I do. No, I actually, and you know, the worst thing you can be is someone without a bachelor's degree, degree in theater. In theater. <laughs> Specifically, so I yeah I do not have a college not theater degree. tech. No, no college degree stage whatsoever. management. No, and that is that's brutal because they really wanted me in the stage management um, program at Ohio State University. But Begged. she was she was scouted. They came they came to see a production in high school that you were stage managing, and they said, "Wow, is she calling out?" those cues and she was shushing like nobody's oh, business yeah. backstage. I did stage manage. So did I, I in college. I stage managed a, a tour when I was in college. Uh, I was very bad at it when I was in college and I stage managed and um, at one point I walked into rehearsal and the director was so frustrated with me she said go away I'll do it myself. Well and that's a nightmare. Um, yeah, brave. This is the same professor that had a human skull that she would make her actors whisper secrets into. Who? Mm-hmm. I don't think she's allowed to direct uh, students anymore. Anyways, Mitra. <laughs> how, and that's what you get with a theater BA. How were your holidays? My holidays were great. I saw friends. Um, I hung out with my family. I watched six episodes of The Masked Singer. Wow. In a row. Are you up to date? I'm not. And I actually am done. I You're saw done. what I needed you to saw see. What you needed. I had an incredible night where <laughs> me, my mom, my brother, and my sister watched six episodes in a row. My sister put it on and like insisted that we watch it. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, I and I love bad stuff, but I was like, this mm-hmm. just kind of feel I don't know. It just seems so creepy and dystopian to me. I just don't like there. <laughs> I don't like that the judges are so clearly not really playing the game at certain points because Jenny McCarthy is like fully like, I don't know. I think it could be Barack Obama underneath the egg mask. And it's like, shut the fuck up, Jenny. No, you don't. I know. You and don't believe that. It's also like, what power do the judges actually? I guess it's like none of those judges on any of those shows ever have power. But especially right. with that, I'm like, I really want to see them try. And also like Ken Jong is just like trying to. He always picks the wrong person, and he always has a big monologue about why he's picking the wrong person, which yeah. pisses me off. But um, I guess yeah, in I guess a job a person, like that, you're sort of like, I guess I should make this interesting for myself. Yes, you can definitely feel him making it interesting for himself. And <laughs> <laughs> but I was so invested, and I was so psyched when I guessed one of them right. Which one did you guess? I guessed Raven Simone because okay, I grew yeah. up watching that so Raven. So there was just I like Cheetah Girls there, and stuff. Yeah. So I I was ready for her. I I I haven't watched this season, but I did watch that heartbreaking Michelle Williams quit. And I have not yet seen. Um, it is tough. And it is tough that that is what, because the thing is, is like, yes, we, we did. And by we, I, I'm speaking largely of the gay community, make her sort of a national joke, like a punchline. Um, what is the clip? Well, the clip on the, on the mass Singer is Michelle Williams. I think she comes in fourth. Fourth okay. place. And she's like crying. She's a little weepy. And she's like, yeah, I did this because I can't get any work. Um, and it's, and it's, it's really heartbreaking because it is sort of like, here's the thing, like, even if you're Michelle Williams, you were in Destiny's Child and you, you should be getting more respect than that. Like, no, you're not Beyonce, but who's Beyonce, but Beyonce. 
but we should still we should still be like literally why is Michelle Williams not on The Voice or uh, like we've created so many of these shows one of them should be created to specifically employ Michelle Williams she should be like um, involved in Project Runway I don't want (laughs) to I don't want to shame her and I I, you know I'm not anti-religion but I do think it's because she pivoted to Christianity after the group split up I'm going to say that really quietly so no one I mean it's certainly not advisable (laughs) (laughs) they didn't show up for her and then Beyonce shot her out of the ground in that cannon in the Super Bowl. And we're grateful for that. And we're grateful for that. Um, um, yeah, so that's kind of what I had spent the holidays doing, which was awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. How are yours? Um, mine was good. I, I went and uh, spent Christmas in Seattle with my best friend, as I've been doing the last couple of years. Um, Seattle's was, awesome. I love Seattle. We're in Seattle. Uh, West Seattle. Um, Great. And on Christmas the night of Christmas, I sort of um, came home and was just perusing Grinder in Seattle and was catfished. Um, and my nudes were posted all over um, um, the internet on Christmas night. Wait, yes, I I saw these. <laughs> I saw these. Not those not, posts. <laughs> yes, I posted those th- those nudes. <laughs> um, I think they're down now. I actually should probably chicken on that. I mean, the thing is, is like it's embarrassing that I was I've been so. And then I when I looked at to see where they were posted because someone DM'd me to tell them, tell me that they were posted. It's been going on for months. Like people have been de- like catfishing me on Grinder for so long and and just. Just like I'll just send out pictures of my full naked body to anybody apparently and then they'll be posted <laughs> and the thing is is like I'm mad and I'm embarrassed and it's a violation and blah 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 I am lucky that like I have insulated myself career wise and like my manager was like so unconcerned he was like this won't hurt you at all if well, people care right my butt has been on Hulu you know like uh, my entire brand brand is sort of built around like openness around my sexuality and the reviews were good you know so like so, no one was being shitty about like my dick or butt so if anything they were just mad there was no hole um, they're like he's always tweeting about his hole and now there's no hole and like, <laughs> we are entitled to and his I was hole like, yeah I was like you know some things are a joke and I don't like because it, it does require like I feel like I'd need like scaffolding to get a good picture of my hole yeah that's what's like that's what's so astonishing to me is like when I do see a photo of hole I'm like you are straining like it's this crazy. is so I mean for that's what it feels like to me at least as yeah. someone who is not I haven't tried very hard no. to photograph my hole I need a hole. full rig but like I I just who has the time? I don't. I don't. I certainly don't. And so that's why they're not there. And the team. You need you need yeah. like a setup. And I think I gotta leave something to the imagination. But that was my Christmas and then my New Year's. Um <laughs> <laughs> I went to uh Mexico with um some of my closest friends from all over this goddamn country. And I was that's a little great. nervous because I like planned this big getaway in a giant house and it was friends from many different eras and cities of my life and I was I I don't know if you've ever done that sort of brought people together from different friend groups like that Mm -hmm. in a very charged sort of real world-esque way constantly am forcing groups to overlap I was really it makes my life better (laughs) I was really frightened and of how it would turn out but it was actually it was really really lovely that's great Um, and everyone was on their best behavior and got along great and we all you know I don't know it was a really lovely time I did um, show up to an after party 
and there was a bird that I assumed was dead. I've never seen a bird sort of like laying on the ground like a human would, <laughs> like a very large bird. And um, I went up to the gate and the cab driver was still there and its eyes opened. And I sort of like jumped because this bird was just sort of like looking at me, but it didn't jump up. And I was like, oh my God. And then the cab driver... I was at the wrong house and the cab driver came out and he was like, Hey, like, do you, are you okay? Like you haven't. And I was like, my friends aren't answering their phone. I don't know where I am. And he was like, okay, like I'll take you home. And then he approached me and the bird jumped up and this bird that I thought was dead, but was just chilling, jumped up and started to like limp away. And here's the thing. I posted a photo of the bird on my Instagram story. And a lot of people were upset with me. They were like, why would you post a picture of this dead bird? This is really upsetting. And then I posted an update cause I, I, I got footage of the bird moving and I was like <laughs> twist the birds alive but what I did it and here's a little a little peek behind the curtain that I I did not share on social media is that the cab driver was like oh its foot is broken um here and then he leaned down and snapped its neck no! in front of me at 3 30 in the morning as I was like trying to go and have sex at a party that is trauma and then I, I truly I was like actually just take me home <laughs> Of course. That's crazy. I, like, I like, did not That's care to find shit. the right. No, I mean, I think he did the right thing because the bird was clearly injured and like oh. would have passed away in a very painful. I, I don't I think it but was to, like, like to kill in front of a stranger. Yeah, it was so matter of fact, Mitra. It was so oh. matter of fact. I've never seen anything like it in my entire life. I, I can't imagine. I mean, I can imagine because it has been described <laughs> to me in second by second detail. But... <laughs> Have I ever told um, you my one of my biggest fears is birds? I am I'm right there with you. Like, I don't really? like it. I don't we I grew up with two birds. I did not like them near me. And they the thing, I do not like any animal that is like sort of on the up and up with how you feel like consent. Like my mom was always like, the bird consents when you're afraid of it. And I'm like, I don't appreciate that about the bird. Like, <laughs> this is a cycle that will not be broken now by me knowing that the bird knows I don't like it. Yeah. You know, like I feel yeah, like it's awareness of my fear doesn't comfort no, me. No. It's like because <laughs> it's not actually doing anything to solve it. Exactly. So then it is a passive and also aggressive. I animals shouldn't know that. <laughs> you know, like, no. Animals shouldn't be, know that. I just hate it. Um, I'm just scared that they're going to fly really fast into my face and get stuck in my cheek. Yeah. I don't like, um, I, I'm worried about eyes. I'm worried about eyes and mm -hmm. pecking and eyes. I, I just don't like it. They're too, ugh, no. And that's our show. And thank you. <laughs> when all those birds were mysteriously dying all around the country, I said good. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm, no one's going to get me to care about them. Nope. Um, <laughs> all right. And so, now we'll help you. And we're going to help you. This is sort of the life experience that we oh, bring well, to the table. We do have some updates. Yes. I'm oh, gonna, I'm so and and we're going we're gonna to have to have Joel read this first one. I cannot one. wait. Okay. <laughs> Hello, JKB and Mitra. I called in a while back about getting revenge on my landlord, and Joel rightfully said that my apartment had mold. You were 100% emoji 100. Correct. Before it even went on air because I had gotten a guy to come and check for mold in the apartment because I kept getting sicker and he found wait for it mold in the air vent blowing ever so sweetly onto my face as I slept at night I'm actually going to court over this because I have mold in my lungs and bills to pay yours truly sick in San Antonio I was right I was right so it is as it is awesome to watch Joel celebrate <laughs> someone having mold in their lungs. No, I'm very sad for you. I actually I hate to be right in this situation, but 
Me too, because Joel made a prediction based on no evidence over a podcast, <laughs> having seen nothing, nothing and was right. And, and I, I was think correct. that is very scary but, and remember, for this podcast. Remember, I'm looking at you, Ryan, in the booth. I'm looking at you, producer Dana. I'm looking at you, co-host Mitra. I looked at all of you in the eyes and I said, you don't have mold. But I said, this man does. And so you should be glad. Yeah, that I, I have this power. I don't have mold because you don't have mold, and you can now rest easy knowing you don't have mold because this man has it grown in his lungs right this second. And that's science, and that's the that's urgent care way. Uh, <laughs> I I cannot tell you the delight. I've never been. I've never smiled so big reading a sentence that uh, ended in Joel I have I, mold in my lungs. We were together earlier today, and he just <laughs> the joy in his eyes when he turned to me as I consumed this email. Uh, I'm so sorry. I actually, that does really suck as someone with a lot of respiratory issues. And as someone who moved, of again, of my own prediction, no, I didn't, I, unlike you, did not have someone confirm. Um, it. <laughs> I was sick for months because of the mold. And I moved, and now I'm not sick anymore. So I think that proves, again, my thesis. But So I understand what it's like. I, I wish you luck in court, and I hope all the best for you and your lungs. We have another update. Mitra? Hi, Joel and Mitra slash Mitra and Joel. Thank you. I, yes, I am the nondescript SWG. Straight white guy, I'm assuming? I think so, yes. Yeah. That was that was an abbreviation that I actually am not mm-hmm. familiar with, but rock on. From the classic Grace episode. I forgot to mention in the call is that she got in my head after we spoke for the first time by asking me why I didn't leave her a million drunk voicemails or text her because that's what she would do. To which I replied, that's not who I am. And just to remind, right. we should remind everybody who this person was. This was the guy who called who, like, his girlfriend asked for space and then she immediately was like, why are you get, Why are you honoring my request? Yes. Uh, and giving me space and we said, run. Yes. Um, Um, It seemed very manipulative, and that's sort of what we said. I wanted to give an update. After some prolonged back and forth, mostly about the apartment, I ended up doing the breaking up, but only after waiting for her to actually tell me where her head was at. She didn't want to feel like the bad guy for dumping me, so I went and did it. Anyway, I moved moved my shit out of the apartment, and while I was there, found an empty condom Mm. wrapper on the floor of our room, which I assumed was left over from when we were together. Turns out it was from her hooking up with a guy she started seeing like a week after we broke up, timeline is hazy, despite her whole thing being about how she needs to be alone. She made her mutual friend roommate throw out the used condoms Ew. before I got there. That is crazy. Disgusto. Nasty. We agree. What else? What else? Oh, yeah. According to my former roommates, the guy she's been seeing is a more boring version of me who seems to not have any interest in spending time with her, so I'm doing fine. In short, she's a toxic person who I no longer speak to, and I am happy about that. I've been able to maintain relationships with our shared friends who are mostly on my side, Good. and I am being extremely charming on various apps. <laughs> Mitra, the point you made about the person you're dating being who you process information through was really meaningful for me, so thanks for that. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much for the advice. Love the show. Wait, 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 wait. You didn't say anything about any of the advice that I gave you. Ugh. I actually deleted it uh, from the emails. <laughs> um, Much love. We gave him the name Anthony Michael Dan Call Keith Rob. <laughs> and that was him. You guys, we love getting these updates. Um, it's nice. If we answer your question, please get back to us. Email us at urgentcarepod um, at gmail.com. I'm glad an Anthony update. Michael Dan Hall Keith had the strength to make a decision that is clearly right. Yeah, because I mean, and I feel like person. he knew. He he must have known. He for, did know for so long. Um, okay, there it is. So yeah, email us <laughs> urgentcarepod at gmail dot com or call us uh, with an update or your uh, a brand new fucking question at three two three three three. 
4-0371. You heard it here too. Happy customers. <laughs> happy, 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 happy customers. And we haven't gotten emails from any unhappy customers, exactly. but I can assure you we will not be reading Actually, them. Actually, <laughs> let's be honest. We, we read will. them. We will. Oh, no, not that we'll be. I said, I was meant like we'll not be reading them on the air, but I do think we'll read them on oh, the yeah. air. Oh, yeah. I'm addicted to reading mean things about myself. <laughs> Me too. I mean, we'll definitely read them and yeah. obsess over and them. And it'll ruin at least a full quarter of 2020 for us. Yes. Every time I see anything even a little bit mean, even even just like neutral about myself, I'm like, oh, it must be true. Yeah. I'm bad. Someone so, with 400 followers says something mean about me. I'm devastated. It ruined my day. Actually, we were at work together today, and I turned to you and I said, someone sent me a mean tweet about my <laughs> about me and my work. I mean, that is a crazy thing to do, though. Yeah, actually, here's a, here's a PSA. Please do not do that. If you are a stranger to me, and you see another stranger say something nasty about me, please don't DM me with a link to the tweet because I'm not out here in these streets searching for that. Yeah, do I seem like someone with a healthy self-esteem? No. If I do, why are you? Th- why not. would we have a podcast if that were true? <laughs> why would I, why would I do anything? If I had good, if I felt good about myself, I would be a doctor. I'd still be working <laughs> in fucking tech. Are you kidding me? Okay. Um, for so with that devastating review <laughs> of our headspace, we're gonna take a quick, quick breather, and then we're gonna come back. We've got some great calls and emails today. <laughs> we are in a cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo because headspace. Because we what? work really hard today. We work really hard we today. We work really hard. We work really in the mines. Yeah, we, it was really physical, the stuff that we did. I got up to get snacks like they're only 30 <laughs> times today. Only 30 times. Um, okay, okay. Okay, but seriously, sure, we, we got to go. I know, I can't handle the breaks. <laughs> and with that giggle, we are back and we are ready for our very first call producer dana bring it up hi guys i love the podcast um so i'm calling because i have a question that's um not really existential but sort of so Mm -hmm. i live in washington dc um i'm 23 and i am overall my life is going pretty well i really can't complain i'm on track to finish my master's degree this year and I'm working um, at a job that I like in my field Um, and I like where I live and things are, you know, kind of going in a good direction. But I feel like I want to maybe have a committed relationship. Like I feel like I'm in a really good place and that I'm emotionally, physically, whatever, in a, in a good place. Okay, Dana, pause really quick. And there's someone... So, I, uh, again, we're... I just want to remind everyone really quickly, and, I, and I'm not... I'm, we're going to... This person is about to get to the meat of their call, which is why we chose it, because it's a really good question. We want to help this person, but just quick notes, because, again, we want you guys to keep it to, like, 90 seconds, two minutes per call. I would say some of... We don't... This... That, that section, that's my note. Just get to the question, <laughs> you know, and I maybe we cut this out of the episode because you are giving me a look that says I shouldn't have d- done this. But I care about everyone's question getting on. I was just surprised that this quickly we're making an example of someone I'm when just, we haven't helped anyone I'm yet. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But I, I do agree. I think I do it's agree. great how great your life is going. But 
I think that the question you have is so involved that I want more context down here. So, okay, Dana, again, go. Maybe <laughs> I'm listen. I'm getting it. I'm gonna get attacked for this. No, but I apologize. Don't attack Joel because this is important. We just want to be able to to have a lot, like get to as many calls, and, and it at, makes it hard. And at this point, we've completely derailed the call, so we should start the voicemail <laughs> completely over. I think because <laughs> I've only added to the time. Okay, here we go. And, yeah, in the interest of brevity, let's interrupt for the two minute derailment. <laughs> How dare you? Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm just being Somebody a bitch. In particular, that I'm thinking of is I'm calling, and he makes me laugh like no one else. He is so funny, and we have the best conversations. And he's someone that I feel like I could really open up to and have fun going on dates with, and really enjoy just getting to know and exploring things with. The only caveat is he is a hard, hard, hardcore Republican, and I am the exact opposite. And when I say hardcore Republican, I mean Trump. And I am not in the slightest, and Trump repulses me. So I'm just wondering how you can remove politics from a relationship and if that's even possible because I feel like in this day and age politics and how you view politics also translates to how you perceive really big ideas like what fairness means what justice means what it means to just be a person existing so I guess my question is, is it possible to really separate the two and or would I just is this just like a huge red flag that I should walk away from and just be like, we're not going to disagree on a lot of things and and Okay, can we pause it really please? Oh, no. I'm gonna say this is a really long call. It is. <laughs> It is. It is. And I want to offer support to Joel after I did sort of put him on blast. Um, And we want to say this is not, you know, no, this is a new thing for everybody. Calling in. It's not a natural thing. I used to call into Loveline all the time. And I and I think I or not Loveline, Savage Love. I used to call in all the time. And I'm sure I did the same thing. But maybe, you know, just like write it out before you call or like really think. I actually, I don't know if I want people to do that either. Just like really like set a timer and look down and and like have it on your phone and give yourself the light. Should we go back to the call? Let's go back to the call. (laughs) Really fundamental level. Um, I I love debating and I like the idea. Can we pause, please? (laughs) Um... Dane, I just want to kind of um, check in about what just happened. What and was if you that? know what just happened. This has happened in a couple of episodes and we've never addressed it before. Ryan, oh, what is that? Oh, my that God. That was me <laughs> responding to Dana to turn the I, air conditioning down. I said that it was cold. Right. So sorry. And I asked Ryan to well, turn the well, air well. off. So it's a slack ding. Okay. I just wanted to check in. Thank okay. you. Can we get back to the voicemail? Yes. It's almost Thank done, guys. You. See my perspective, but at the same time... This is a kind of a red flag for me. So I would love to hear what your thoughts are about what you think I should do or how I should proceed with this. Um, I think that he could be in a... Well, and see, so long that it cut off. Um, Wow. Um, I I just have to say that, like, 
this she's got you have absolutely have to be white and I don't I don't want to bring it there right immediately but it's like you're talking to like a gay person and then a person of color uh, who hosts this podcast and it's like I that's not even in the realm of possibility for either of us I don't feel mm-hmm. um, to be even considering this is crazy uh, yeah, I mean, I personally, it is impossible for me to fathom. Um, it's she, like a matter of if someone sees me as a person, so like a, a person deserving of rights and there are things that are happening that ruin my life right now. So I just, it's unfathomable to me. Um, I think if you can make it happen, then you should really look inward and see if you actually She knows things. though. Wait, I'm going to, and I'm going to call this person. Um, succinct. <laughs> J- uh, Jem- Jemima Carville, <laughs> because James Carville and his wife. Uh huh. No, uh, yeah, but keep going. <laughs> Jemima Carville, Jemima. I just like. Here's the thing: is I think a lot of people view <laughs> this idea that like, oh, we can't. Nobody can disagree anymore. Like, remember when James Carville and Marley Matlin? No, that's the that's the Oscar award winning actress. Um, I don't remember. What is it, Dana? Marley Matlin. Oh, okay, I was right. Oh, yeah. it's like who was I thinking Matalin of? Matalin or something? But it's not. Oh, oh this Matalin? is Mary Matalin. So you're Mary not, Matlin. Mary Matlin. Okay. okay. Oh, got it. Yeah. Listen, okay. <laughs> people are like, oh, why can't that be like what happened to us that we can't disagree? And I actually just think that we've we understand on a more fundamental level now, like what the sort of uh, res- what the ramifications are of our political system. Yes. And I just don't think, and you know, you know, you say it, you give us the, the entire dissertation at the end. Like it's not something that's tenable for you. And especially Trump, like there is like a version of this where I was like, almost like if he's like a never Trumper, I mean, even that's still sort of gross to me, but like, Ultimately, the fact that he's a tr- like a, a Trump guy, I'm sorry, but also the fact that he makes you laugh. Uh, have you ever met someone? I've never seen. Oh my god, a funny Trump person. If you love, if you're into this guy, you're gonna love liberals because yeah. they're, they're funnier. <laughs> it is. Uh, that's you think crazy. This guy is funny. I I think this is a product. I honestly, because I think she knows and she sort of talked herself out of it by the end of it. I think this is the psychosis of living in D.C. Yes. and sort of because I don't think that there is a, another city where you are like like uh, there are plenty of Trump people in New York. There are plenty of Trump people in L.A. But I just don't think that they are feel as Open, oh, like they're not okay, every like, like there's just keep, so many people, I think people in DC wear, like, and like you'll find working people closely with wearing them. it as a badge who still see it as a viable option. Yeah, and so I think like that's what she's dealing with here, and I just don't think um, you can. And if you came here for us, like I, she had to know that we we would do this. Yeah, so I hope we've given you um, what you needed, and also that you were still listening because we did um, yell at you four times. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we yelled at you a lot. We were really hard on you, but know that we like care about you a lot, and that's why we're being hard on you. Okay, yeah. um, you sound you you gave us all the reasons why your life is going so great. Trust me, once you get your ass out of DC. <laughs> get your ass out of DC. DC has one of the worst gay scenes in America. Get and your ass out of there. You don't. <laughs> and also get your ass to Chicago and take improv. And meet a man there. Because that's what we want for you. Jemima Carville. Jemima Carville. You'll get to name her. Good luck. Time. 
All right, now we have an email. Mitra, would you like to read this one? I'd love to read this one. Hi, Mitra and Joel. First off, uh, it's so weird to... Okay, whatever. I'm not going to read the compliment. Second off, prepare to nut. It's about improv, (laughs) (laughs) which I love. She knows. I am 22 and graduated college this year. During my four years, much like the rest of your target audience, I was on the improv team and was captain my senior year. I didn't know they had captains. I know. Interesting. For most of that time, I was also in a relationship with another improv captain, LOL. We had planned on moving to New York together to make it as writers and comedians, LOL part two. Don't laugh at that. I know. I mean, don't laugh at yourself. Don't do that. Hey, I mean, you want to talk about people who move to make it. Tale is old as time. Well, in April, they dumped me. And instead of heading to New York, I went to live in my parents' house to be a dance teacher because I didn't want to pay rent. Turns out I love teaching dance and get so much fulfillment from it. And I genuinely don't think I'm going to pursue a career in the entertainment industry anymore, but I still want to play and laugh and have a good time. And I don't know if it's the breakup or being or the being 22 of it all, but I just feel so lost and lonely these days. How do I find the same community feeling of improv when I live in North Carolina, which is not necessarily known for its comedy, especially when I teach four to nine every night and all weekend? Uh, I'm actually going to say that Okay, what's this person's name? This person's nickname is, um, let's see. Um, I'm, just, I'm trying so hard not to just like use only words from the emails because <laughs> yours are so creative. Um, so mine's going to be um, Alvin Ailey. <laughs> Alvin Ailey, the dancer. Yeah, so that's like still pretty much from the email. But that is. I'm, but I'm, I'm. I feel You're like if I just there. do this one step, then the next one maybe will actually maybe have better. a little bit of a joke to it. <laughs> I was thinking like Alvin, you know, the chipmunk, because chipmunks love nuts, and she's nutting. For oh yeah. Improv. Alvin Ailey, the chipmunk. Mm-hmm. Alvin Ailey, chipmunk. I was actually going to say Captain America because she was an improv captain, but I didn't say that. Why didn't you just say Captain Improv? Because I was like, that. I'm still saying one of the words. I'm still saying the words. She's an improv captain, and then I say Captain I Improv. I think our listeners love seeing the process like this. I think. I love. The, I think that the the story of this podcast is truly mostly about watching two, listening to two people figure out how to do a podcast. Yes, and ev- and it's not getting better. There <laughs> <No. laughs> are like eleven episodes deep, and. It, I actually think it's getting actively worse. Well, it's because we come up with things that we can't do well, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but then we get mm-hmm. upset every single time when we can't do them, <laughs> but we're not not doing them anymore. So then there's an added layer of wondering why we're still doing them. And it, it's because of this. Here's the thing. Um, it is because of the breakup and it is because of 20, being 22. Uh, all both of those things, all of those things are true. I yeah. will say North Carolina has a good Im- like comedy scene. I don't know totally. necessarily about improv, but um, the first club I ever headlined was in North Carolina in Wilmington. Um, yeah, there's there's really cool, really stuff lovely in North scene, like really like great. Um, Asheville is close by. I don't know. It's hard because yeah, I don't I know where in, in North, North Carolina, Carolina you so are. That's hard. But, but if you're like near Charlotte or any major city, like Raleigh Durham, yeah, I um, guarantee you there are things to sort of. Um, Involve also, yourself with, and not to be that guy, but if there's nothing in your town, then start it, baby. Yeah, I also think um, volunteering is a really amazing way to meet people within your community, and you still feel like you're doing something together. It might not be that feeling of togetherness that you knew doing improv because there's that added artistic element, but I would say if you're looking for like a quick, easy, fulfilling way to be around people and really meet like-minded people who care about things that you care about, you could go volunteer. Yeah, and the one thing I will say to all of our 22-year-old listeners is um, there's a sense of, like, um, 
I'm glad that she found out that she loves to dance and te- teach dance and 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 that like she's fine she's f- finding fulfillment from that. But there is this like air of like finality mm-hmm. to these decisions that she's made about her life. And just because she like chose one thing over the other, it's like don't do that to yourself. Like uh, you, there's so much more to this like part of your life. It's such a confusing. Trend like the everything's changing in that time where it's like I'm sure it's just nice to feel like one thing is certain mm-hmm. when so many things are changing. But hopefully you can challenge yourself and you're in a sit in a place that allows you to push yourself outside right. of the things that you already know. And I'm not saying she's gonna move to New York or any other major city. I'm just saying like don't like make like, it. Just feels like she's like well this is my life now. Um and I don't think that that can be true. Like there will be so many more. Uh, contours I think to it and I think she just needs to sort of like open herself to that possibility yeah look and I'm gonna say at the top of her email she said first off love the podcast and your comedy and television ventures (laughs) read the compliments we deserve them I know with all that with all the negative self-talk that we have been giving ourselves and our listeners in this episode I am going to I will I will acknowledge that that was a nice thing to say yeah (laughs) And I appreciate it. Good luck. Challenge yourself to find something fun and cool to do. Um, One more voicemail. Dana. Hi, Joel and Mitra. I'm a huge fan of yours, so I'm really excited to be able to ask you to share your wisdom with me. Basically, I'm calling with a question that spans a lot of different areas. Neighbor drama pet care drama, child parent drama, and I would really love your help with sorting this out. Basically, I grew up in like an urban suburb, so not super far out, and I was really close to my neighbors growing up. But now that I've grown up and moved out, my mom and their mom have this weird relationship that has to do with their three cats. So my mom really believes that they are not taking good enough care of their cat. Oh, I see what's going on. And I I think she is right. Like, they often, they're outdoor cats, but they don't take them in at night when it's very, very cold. So they'll sleep outside, which is not healthy. And sometimes the cats get in fights and they have some wounds that they should probably see a vet about. But it's not clear that that ever happens. And so my mom is constantly texting our neighbors saying, oh, you need to take in your cats. And the cats try to come into our house, my childhood home, all the time. And uh, I would love to help her resolve that issue. And I would also love for you to help me resolve the issue of constantly being thrown in the middle of this and being texted about it as if I could do something about it when I obviously can't because I live very, very far away now from my family. And there's nothing I can do to resolve this situation. And the many, many texts and photographs that I get from my mom about these cats. I love cats. I want these cats to be safe and healthy. But I don't know how far is too far because they do take care of them. But maybe they're just not meeting a certain threshold of care. Anyway, obviously, there's a lot for you to unpack. And I'm very much in need of help as I'm tearing my hair out every time I get one of these messages. So please, please let me know what I can do to resolve this situation. Thank you so much. 
Wow. I mean, this is, you know, two for the price of one. Lots going on, as she said. So I I just love the idea that um, our our sort of, um, I'm going to call her the baldy, bald, bald, um, um, <laughs> wait, um, she's tearing who's the one in, who's the one in the craft whose hair falls out? I believe that's Robin. Um, her name's Robin. Christine Taylor. Christine Taylor. Oh, Christine Taylor is her name. Yeah. Her hair all gets. And that is just a person's name again. I so know. you sort of back to back have just <laughs> given one of our callers just a person's, a person's name. name. But just so another- did you. Um, but I made it special. I made it my own. Okay. I made I know. it Jemima. Why am I? Oh, okay. Whatever. I can't go down this path um, again. We're going to call, um, and we're going to say Bald Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> bald Taylor is this one's name. And you know what? She's going to love it. Yeah. I know she's going to love it. Because they, she, they because she it. saw the process listen, and she saw the love and care that went did. into us trying people, to make that happen. People, the, all the emails were like, please, please, please name me one of your famous names. What is that? One I'm of like, your I famous mean, and, I want. We will always do it because we have committed ourselves to this. Wait, and that is who we are. We're gonna call this one Jellicle Bald. <laughs> Jellicle Bald. Yes, that's great. Jellicle Bald. Yes. Title of app: Jellicle Bald. Title of this person who called: Jellicle Bald. Um. Oh my god. <laughs> At least about, one good um, one. Bombalderina. No, no. Bombalderina. That's one of the cats. So no. actually, Mitra, I'm we got too. there. We landed there, and <laughs> everyone saw that you had nothing to do with it. Everyone heard. Um, Baldo Jerry and Baldo no. Teaser. Mitra. <laughs> Old Balderina. No. <laughs> um. There's a lot of problems going on here. First of all, I have to say, I do love... There was like a little energy in her voice that crept in when she was like, and they come into my, my childhood, childhood home. home. I guess I loved that moment. Because it's like, there's so much happening, but it's like, to, to, to also figure out a way to sort of center yourself in this moment yes. that is affecting three cats and two moms. <laughs> Although you are affected, it's, yeah. it, is ama- it is first and foremost, your childhood home. I My, my piece of counsel for you to sort of filter to your mom is this is that I think the texting and her over concern about it is probably if I know these neighbors which I do because I am these neighbors making them do it even more I I I guarantee you these neighbors are like that fucking bitch is texting us about our cats again I will raise these cats and now they're like probably leaving them outside even more because just because she's they're being told about it I also I mean with regards to the texting, because that is something we're like, or wait, what did you name her again? Jellicle Bald. Jellicle Bald, yes. I, I could only remember the six other names that I said after that, and I wanted to honor you. Um, <laughs> I think the one the thing that you do have power over is your mom's texting, which seems really upsetting, like getting texted photos of injured cats that you mm. do not have a lot of power to help. You can at least ask your mom to cool it with it if it's really upsetting to you or turn it on do not disturb so you don't have to look at it whenever it comes in yeah. you can choose to look block at your it mom. Block, block your mom, your mom. Block, block your mom block her block your what mom what the fuck has she ever done for you but send you pictures of these cats and protect your childhood home from the cats <laughs> just standing guard all the time for these feral cats this is my daughter's childhood home my daughter's childhood home and you're trying to get in the 
<laughs> out. Um, there's just truly nothing they can do. Yeah. Except maybe take the cats. Because this is something that my mom would actually do with neighborhood animals frequently is take them, wait just long enough to see if anyone would notice they were gone. And we ended up with a couple animals that way. <laughs> All right. Well, and I actually don't really have any experience with animals. So I would say um, put on a local production of cats, employ those cats, and show them that they're worthy of more. And also, if you do a local production of cats, then you'll probably have evening rehearsals, and that'll give them a place to go at night. Yeah. I really do think if the mom stops texting the neighbor about it, it will bother both the mom less the neighbors will probably take care of the cats better. And then by extension, Jellicle Bald will, will no longer be getting emails and texts about it. I really think that's the answer. I mean, either way, it seems to not be working. So um, Yeah, she's Jellicle Bald. She is Jellicle Bald. And that's where we're at. I hate to hear it. But here's the thing. <laughs> cats are resilient. If they're outdoor cats, I had indoor and outdoor cats. Cats are fine, man. If the cats are alive, the cats are fine. <laughs> that's what I always say. Yeah, Joel actually has a tattoo of that. <laughs> it's really big, and I'm not going to tell you where. It's circle right around my asshole that you'll never see a picture <laughs> of, but you'll never see a picture of. Yeah, Joel of. and I went together and got whole tattoos, um, but I'm not going to reveal mine just yet. <laughs> <laughs> should we do our next call? I think, um, yeah, I think so. Wait, I think we better. Yeah, I think we should. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I've... Been a fan of one of yours for a really long time. So you guys cannot do this. And I have this issue happening where, oh God, okay, so like 10 years ago, I had a friend who, she's a woman. Where are you? Guy, and one day I was hanging out at her apartment. And her boyfriend was at work, and she said, oh, let me show you this video we watched last night. So she opened up his computer, and she went to the history to find the video. Well, <laughs> she found out that he was on, like, all these gay dating sites. Dating, I mean, <laughs> Adam for Adam. It's a fuck site. <laughs> and he was looking at, like, creepy porn. We were horrified. It was so weird. We were not ready for it. We weren't ready for it. It was very sudden. And, God, well, they broke up. He moved out. And I always thought he was so cute. So I got a profile <laughs> on that site and I found him and oh we hooked up for eight years. <laughs> and then he moved away. Do I tell her? I don't know what to do. Eh, whatever. <laughs> okay. So much to address. Oh, my God. So, once again, this is, we've been hoodwinked because of Google voicemail transcription. Because I saw this voicemail and I said, what a perfect length. 
in terms of word <laughs> count alone. This seemed like such an easy breezy email. But it, the suspense with this person's Is she in the action. next room? Is <laughs> that was, why you're whispering? It was so, it was shocking. It, <laughs> it, was it really, so, it was like. The, 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 the tale he's spinning. Um, it is an amazing story. I do love it. Um, I'm going to, we're going to call him Whisper for Whisper. Um, <laughs> <laughs> My opinion is don't tell her. Wait, he's yeah. gone. Because I actually, I think like you are the one who is most qualified to answer this. Because like if you found out that I like was hooking up with, we'll bleep his name. <laughs> Ryan, please bleep the name. If you found out. Oh, so you. Like if I told you on air now that I was that like right after you and bleep again, um, <laughs> broke up, like I had hooked up with him. Would you be mad? I mean, and if you found, I guess like you really have to put yourself in her shoes. Like you found out that he was at least by in this way. Yeah, I mean, it would it would definitely be. I think it. I mean, with this situation, like they were dating on and off, which is pretty like. Oh wait, right? Mm, I had a friend who she was yeah uh, dating a guy off and on one day. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, if I was if I had like a sort of like flimsy thing with a guy, and then I found out that like a gay friend had slept with him, I think I would be like. And I didn't know that they were by. I think I would be like, oh, oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> news. <laughs> and then I, if I, but it was like eight, but it sounds like it was like eight, eight years, years ago. ago. But I think, yeah, because like, are you still with this guy? Because like the only reason you would have to confess this, I think, is if you wanted to be in a relationship with this guy. Yeah. I mean, she, this, it sounds like no, because he moved away. It's, it sounds like this is like over yeah. and maybe you're just still feeling guilty about it. And to that, I say, like, I think you just have to deal with, with that. It. I think um, some guilt is healthy. Because you like sought this person out very actively, made an account, found him, hooked up mm-hmm. for eight years. So it's like you might as well just. Um, yeah. I mean, not- and let, let's be clear. That's shitty. That's weird. Yeah. I mean, that's that's active. That's a choice. So uh, I would say you're making it her problem when it should well, stay. I, I want to say I, I kind of I don't know. That's that is a gray area if they had already broken up. But if he was shitty to her. But they broke up because she found out this thing. Yeah. So and and like out of the thing that caused them to broke up because I think it's less about. Like I don't if know. this guy had like come out in a tearful confession, baby, I'm gay. Yeah, baby, I'm I, gay, me, and I'm like, sorry, I'm gay. With the limited information that we have, it seems to me like if I were in that position, it would be less about sexuality and more about the, the transgression yeah. of like being cheated on yeah. doesn't really matter with if you. he was on any no like yeah if the genders were reversed if he was just on like tinder or okay cupid and it would an, still be it upsetting would still sh- be shitty so to me it's i think it's just so yeah. mucky take this to the grave yeah i think take it to the take grave. take it to the grave and sure. feel bad and let this be a lesson to you just don't do like don't be horny like also that. like eight years must have been great. Yeah, so. truly. Why, oh, you know what? I just solved the mystery of why he's whispering. This person uh, left his voicemail on Christmas Eve. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so we're renaming him Christmas Christmas Whisper. Um, ghost of Christmas Past. Ghost, ghost of that Christmas Past. Okay. That's good. Yeah, I like that. Okay, we'll give that to Mitra. We're renaming you Ghost of Christmas Past because you are clearly at your parents' house, I want to say. Reliving the past. Like in the bad. den, like laying, like your cousin is wow. sleeping on the ground next to you to get to send that on Christmas 
You really must. That's a time when you feel guilty. I get that. I get that too. I you are reflective. I'd say take it to the grave, baby. All right. We got to wrap this up, but we got one really quick email. I think it's going to be a pretty cut and dry answer. <laughs> um, I'll read this one. Great. Hi, Joel and Mitra. Love the pod. So this week I was talking to a coworker about gaydar, and she said she didn't know I was gay until I mentioned I had a boyfriend. I wasn't upset or anything, but it did make me feel like I'm not presenting myself as queer as I want to. For some context, I'm 26, live in LA, and work in a nonprofit where the dress code is casual. Here's what I usually wear. Tortoiseshell rectangular frame glasses, tops, button-down shirt, either plain or plaid or t-shirt, plain or striped. Pants, jeans or slacks, both slim fit, shoes, Vans, Nikes, or Doc Martens. So I know I don't dress like a schlub, but I want to dress explicitly less straight passing, LOL. I think both of you have great unique styles, so my question is for both of you. Any tips, places to shop, and or places to look for inspiration to develop a queer aesthetic? Thanks in advance. Uh, what will we name this person? Um... <laughs> 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 um no you have it say it say it say it out loud because sometimes it's a collab sometimes you start it and then i sort of take it and make it or sometimes i start it and you i don't like what i'm thinking well say it just say it follow the fear what is it (laughs) 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 so mitra Mitra just mitra just whispered off mic you might have caught it some of your are i want that even where i was whispering And so from there, I'm going to sort and of we take won't, it. we're going to bleep out the person last name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to call, um, I'm going to, so I'm going to sort of take that ball that, that you've given me. Yeah. The bleep, fully bleeped at this point. Our listeners don't know who that is. Yes. And I'm going to say, and I'm going to give this person the name Bill Bo. Bill Bo. No. <laughs> Bilbo Hollowtree. Um, this has to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say it. Okay, so let's answer the question. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't understand this question, actually. I don't understand. Like, especially living in L.A., um, I just see so many different like this. The your exact outfit is what I see at like literally high tops and or Akbar every single weekend. Gay bars full of people wearing slim fit jeans and uh, like plaid button towns. That like feels like part of the uniform with Doc Martens. Yeah, I would say L.A. has like pretty boring a pretty boring aesthetic overall. A lot of the time, like I, I'm not even sure I could nail down what the gay aesthetic is anymore. Because we're all just dressing, like, I guess, like, paint your nails. If you, That I mean, seems if you to want. be it. But fucking Ansel Elgort is doing that now, too. So it's like, what is it? Like, it's all sort Nothing of topsy-turvy. Nothing is sacred. Nothing is sacred in our community. Ansel Elgort sings. Singing. Whenever he wants. Ansel Elgort singing, singing next to Dakota us. Fanning. <sighs> just, la- like, laughing, giggling, disgusting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know why you're worried about this. Um, this feels like a little bit. We'll brag <laughs> because we celebrate in our community straight passing people. I think some people in the community, anyways, do. Um, and I think, like, literally, literally, I own Vans, I own Nikes, I own Doc Martens. Um, slim fits out, babe. I think maybe that's might be reading as straight because no one's doing slim fit anymore. I don't know. Yeah, I also feel but like a lot of gays are. I don't know. There are 
so many things that I've just like seen other people wear on Instagram and I buy them. So if there are like any cool queer people that you follow on Instagram and you like what they have, like you can find some version of that and wear it. (laughs) That's like, that's kind of the most, I don't know. There's not like a uniform, like what you're wearing is kind of sounds like the startup uniform. Yeah. It sounds like the startup uniform. I'm in nothing but athleisure. That's a big gay thing, I guess. But that's like a lot of straight people too. I we're we're not doing a really good job so far. All we've done is utter the name of someone that we cannot name on the podcast, <laughs> and just screamed about Ansel Elgort. Um, and you know, personally, I feel really great about that. I feel really good about that too. Um, I, I, I there's something deeper here though. I wonder why. I think it's great. I like. I think it's like weird. That- but we're moving in a direction where it's like. Does it matter if people can clock you as gay? Yeah, I, and it's like if you if you want to be seen as more stereotypically gay, which is what it sounds mm-hmm. like, like wanting to present. Then just walk fast and carry an iced coffee, honey. <laughs> walk really fast. Walk really fast. Sip your iced coffee. Yes, but don't slurp. Mm-mm. Sip, but don't slurp. Sip, but don't slurp. And then everybody will know. Sip but don't slurp. And Walking fast and iced coffee. That's a gay culture now. I want to kill myself. Um, <laughs> <sighs> I, I I think there. I actually I'm glad. It's sort of cool that we're in a place now where like straight passing gay men are like, how can I be more queer? Because that is not I think like where we were even five years ago. Yeah, it's progress that like it feels cool and exciting. I guess. And that like you're. At- I guess that we've all made you feel so bad about yourself in LA that. You know, you feel like you need to do this. I know. It's like, I, if there are things that you're wanting to wear that you want to try, you should do it. But if you like what you wear and how you look when you wear it, then you should just wear it and people not being able to clock. Because you have a boyfriend. Like, who yeah. cares? The, Fuck the, your the, boyfriend <laughs> in the middle of the fucking Sunset Boulevard, That's, babe. Oh, Go yeah. to Amoeba. Go to Amoeba <laughs> right down the street from where we're recording right now and fucking give it up to God, honey. <laughs> <laughs> up to your boyfriend. Arch that back and get it in the air. As fucking Normani famously said, let me turn around and show you innovation like your ass is fucking on Shark Tank, okay? <laughs> yeah, just maybe focus on developing an ass that people can really it's just invest a, I like don't think about being gay at all when I get dressed in the morning. Do you? I just am like, okay, is my whole outfit my dead grandpa's clothes? Or <laughs> I, it shouldn't all be. So we got to take. If one you thing like off. you, we like you. I don't think this is a problem. No, this is a classic non-problem, and I'm glad we ended on it. Well, that's our show. Um, Mitra, do you have anything to plug? Um, for people who live in LA, I am starting a monthly show at the Lyric Hyperion Theater, which is a very fun place. And it will be on the first Thursday of every month at 9 p.m. Come okay. see me. That starts on February 5th. I can't wait for that. That's not, I'm so happy you're doing that because everything you do is so like, I, I know that the whole point of the show is every month it's going to be like a different kind of show. And it's mm-hmm. so exciting and I can't wait. Thanks, Joel. Um, it's going to be so cool. Everyone check that out. Um, this weekend, um, the 10th and 11th, I'm in San Francisco for Sketch Fest. I'm bringing my uh, Asian American varieties show called Joy Fuck Club um, to Cobb's Comedy Club Saturday night at 10.30. Please come. It's got Nori Reed, Jess Tom, uh, Wilfred Padua, um, and the drag queen Cash Monet. It's going to be fun. There's games. There's a lots of um, stupid shit that goes on. It's a community meeting. Um, and then uh, the week after that, uh, I am going to be on the Atlantis Caribbean 
Vivian Kerr's performing Woo! my little butt off. It is a nightmare for me in terms of no one comes to the shows. I bomb every single time. This is like my <laughs> fifth cruise. I love it. It's in my bones at this point, but I do. And then at the very end of the month, the 30th through uh, the 1st of February, I will finally be at Comedy Club on State. I have re- moved these dates like 18 times over the past two years, but I am finally coming to Madison, Wisconsin Comedy Club on State. If you're listening to this, please come. It will be very cold, but I it's been a dream of mine to do this club since I truly started doing stand-up comedy in Chicago, and I'm very excited to be there for it. Um, all those dates should be up on my um, Instagram bio if you want to check out tickets for any of those. And then if you are interested in being on this podcast, please send us an email at urgentcarepod at gmail.com or call us at 323-334-0371. We love when you call. Yes, please. And again, six, you know, 90 to two minutes. <laughs> 90 seconds. 90 seconds is, is like the goal, I think, you know? But we will if it's good. If it's good, we'll listen. We'll pull, we'll play it. Some of you guys are leaving two voicemail lengths, and those will never be on the podcast. I guess <laughs> <laughs> never once. Um, thank you, Dana. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, July. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, we love you guys so much. We'll see you and talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.